Hello, and welcome back to Fungibility. It's the end of the world, and I, I feel pretty pretty good. Well, that's the end. It's, it's not the end of the world, but the crypto scene certainly is in the deep and darkest point point of the winter. You know, I don't want to talk about FTX. I really don't, but I can't help myself because it's like it's like watching a slow motion train wreck. Every time I I you know go in front of my computer, I read some crazy new article that indicates that these guys were just the most absolutely bonkers folks on the face of the planet. You know, I was reading earlier that there was a billion dollar loan given to them. They, they bought $200 million worth of like real estate. They, they were in like drug induced orgies and things like all these crazy things that is almost like too unbelievable to be true, but I, apparently it is. I'm sure there'll be a movie someday like The Wolf of Wall Street or something in regards to the FTX story. And bel believe me, I'll be the first to sort of go see that movie. But it's it's absolutely crazy. Now, the the, the drawback is, in, if you're looking at space, is this idea of contagion. Um, there's been a number of different uh, sort of fallouts from this. Uh, you know, there's more than 100 companies in the sort of FTX sort of world that have been affected by a lot of what, what's been happening. And you know, there, there's just, a, you know, a number of different uh, companies that are probably on the verge of collapse, which let's hope doesn't happen. But the, uh, the folks at, at, over at Binance, who arguably were the creators of a lot of the sort of current situation, um, are looking to create a, I guess, a, a relief fund, um, some kind of crypto relief fund that is being proposed, that a recovery fund. Now, it's, it's, it's kind of a little, little ironic that, that uh, the, the whole sort of you know, FTS fiasco sort of came to light because of some of the maneuvering of the uh, CZ and his crew at Binance. But apparently a group of pretty wealthy Middle Eastern uh, hedge funds and whatnot are looking to create a hedge fund to help bail out some of these uh, these platforms. Now, in my opinion, if you need a bailout on a, you know, it probably speaks to the fact that you don't have a sustainable business model and maybe you should rethink, you know, the, the structure of, of the finances of these projects, is, is a bailout really the reward that someone who created a Ponzi scheme really needs to have? I don't know, I think it's a bad idea, but I, I digress. So anyway, we got a great episode lined up today. I'm not gonna, I, I promise to stop talking about FTX. I really do, I'm really trying. But every week there's some crazy thing, but I'll, I'm gonna stop talking about that. We got doc, Dr. Damon um, Alexander on this he, on the podcast today. He's doing some really cool stuff with the new Freedom Theater and a number of other projects. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, I could go on and on. I loved your intro. This is crazy with FTX, man, but the, the whole industry as a whole. But I, and I think it needs a breath of fresh air, and I'm hoping I can contribute to that. But, you know, one of the biggest downfalls, I think, is the fact that there, not everybody in this industry is, is a is a scammer and, and a fraud, right? A lot of us are like, just like to build cool, interesting sort of, you know, products and services and applications. And it's like this small group of, you know, terrible people that kind of ruin the reputation for the entire space, right? It's ridiculous, man. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's like one bad apple spoils the bunch, it seems, you know? And if I have to count how many times I get text messages or I'm in a call with someone, that essentially says, oh, wow, did you see what happened with FTX? Or did you see what happened with this company or that company? Wow, I'm really skeptical about the industry. And like, guys, like, really, one apple really doesn't spoil, one bad apple really doesn't spoil the bunch. But it feels like that, that sometimes. <clears throat> so I know exactly what you're saying, man. It's just, uh, you know, I, for, for me, the, um, 
you know, as you know, I'm in the philanthropy business. And, um, and for me, I think there's a lot of good that could be done, um, to your point, um, in this crypto blockchain space that really has yet to be um, optimized or maximized yet. So I'm really hoping that, you know, um, to contribute value in that area, because I'm one of the good guys like you are creating stuff, you know, building communities. Yeah, exactly. And, and to be honest, I think most people should be skeptical, you know, skepticism when it comes to financial related activities is never necessarily a bad thing. It, you know, and I've been saying this for a while, if it sounds too good to be true, it is right. It, if you expect to become, you know, instantly wealthy by some, you know, weird investment, it's probably not going to happen. Let's be honest. So skepticism and it's in the current environment, you know, I, I think that that's probably the right attitude to have. And look, eventually, I agree. yeah. No, no. Look, man, I agree, man. Look, I'm a trader. Um, you know, I started off trading Forex, um, you know, in 2007. Um, and, you know, I probably should have been a billionaire by now. I should have, you know, I was, I, you know, I'm a professor too, remember? So I was teaching economics classes and teaching and not doing, but I was teaching about crypto. And I mean, look, I was as skeptical as they came, but I also recognized the value at the same time. I mean, it, for me, it was a no brainer building digital communities to replicate what we do in the real world. It's brilliant. But yeah, no, you you have to be a healthy skeptic in all things. You're making a good point, man. Yeah, well, and, and the unfortunate reality and truth of, of being a billionaire is it seems that unless you're like, you know, you know, inheriting your wealth from some rich, you know, father or something, you're 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 probably going to have to do some pretty shady things to become a billionaire, it seems. And it, it's almost like our, our culture rewards those who manage to sort of just stay just sli slightly on the on the proper side of, of an unknown gray line right and and then as soon as you step over it oh my god that guy's a fraud he did all these terrible things and the reality is i think most of these guys that become billionaires are just really good at sort of hiding their their uh, illegal maneuvers i don't know uh, you know look i have a unique perspective into that um i think you're you're probably right for some um for others, to be honest, you know, a lot of these guys came from real humble beginnings, man, like you're saying, and maybe some of them cut some corners here and there. Um, and I've got some wild stories on that. Um, but, you know, as you know, I, uh, I work, my profession is to work with high net worth and ultra high net worth people. So I help steward their funds to do good in communities. So I get a real unique insight into like how they think about money as it relates to doing good. But then sometimes I get a unique insight into how they made their money. And I'll be honest, I've been a little surprised at the fact that by and large, a lot of these folks, I mean, I hate to say it, some of them just, they, I wouldn't say they were always the smartest, but they just worked really hard and got lucky with great relationships, man. Um, and, you know, look, you know, I, I'm one of those that kind of believes that folks kind of step on people to get to the top. So I'm sure that what's missing from some of these stories is, you know, how they may have stepped on people um, here and there. But I got to say, man, I've been surprised by the authentic heart by a lot of these philanthropists, and especially this day and age with COVID and mass shootings and addiction issues, some kids just, you know, struggling with meth, some kids, you know, 
relegated to homelessness. For a lot of these wealthy families, man, it's drawing out some really interesting conversations. All the racial equity, racial strife, you know, tensions. You know, they. I'm getting into some unique conversations, and I'm telling you, Ruth. You know, yes, there are a lot of people that stepped on people and have done some really shady stuff, and then there's others that they worked really hard, and now they're looking back, thinking, "I got to do good in communities. I got to do better." So it's it's interesting space for me to be in, of course. Yeah, for sure, and and you know, the ability to 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 give back and and you know reward. You know, I, I think what, what you've described in terms of I, I'm hoping a lot of the, the, these folks is this idea of where preparation meets opportunity. You know, luck, luck is is not just, you know, I happen to be in the right place at the right time, which maybe that's like winning the lottery. But the, the, the reality is a lot of the, the most successful entrepreneurs that, that are doing things the right way, they're, they're, they're lucky because, as you point out, they work hard. There's a ton of preparation that goes into it. And eventually... That preparation meets the opportunity, and and that's essentially time and and people you know. Um, so yeah, I'd be really interesting to learn more about what you're doing. And I know I go there's the, the Freedom Theater activities you're doing. Mm. Maybe you can share a little bit of uh, your your current sort of uh, opportunities. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, you know, being in this venture therapy business, I'm I'm a professional or I'm professionally trained, so to speak to manage portfolios of nonprofits. So I am building a platform that I call the imprint and the imprint will be a group that works with some of the underfunded nonprofits. Uh, And when I say underfunded, I mean those that wouldn't get, you know, the big six figure, seven figure grants from some of these private foundations. And there's a lot of criteria that, a lot of those groups that get that money have to fit have to fit. And so I know because I have worked in these groups and worked in these organizations, and I've probably written, you know, you know, a hundred million plus dollars worth of grants to organizations. So what I became passionate about was what about these nonprofits that have great reputation in their communities? They have great potential to make an impact and to the extent that you have, you know, an influencer, whether they're a local influencer, you know, because they've done some advocacy work or they're a local influencer or a national one because of their trade, whether it's sports, whether it's professional sports, whether it's in the entertainment industry, whatever it could be. And what would happen if I started working with some of those groups where they need support as well, but their influence could go a long way to scale impact. So um, uh, a buddy of mine, Carl, uh, Carl Jenkins, a.k.a. Dice Raw uh, from The Roots, um, he's the songwriter and has been doing, a, you know, wrote a lot of songs for The Roots, wrote a lot of songs for a lot of other artists um, over the years. He calls me up one day and says, look, um, I just became chairman of New Freedom Theater in Philadelphia. And New Freedom Theater is probably the oldest uh, African-American performing arts um, theater, certainly in Pennsylvania, arguably in the country. Um, and it's got this real interesting history of, um, of how the, the community has supported this theater when it was operational. Now, this is a big task, Ruth. I mean, look, this theater, you know, sustained some water damage. 
It's no longer functional at, for live plays in the theater. And so Dice says, look, man, you know, can, can, would you be willing to help bring life back to the theater? I said, yeah. I said, look, but I think there's some unique ideas that we can leverage, such as NFTs. So, and building a digital community. And Dice actually was already on board with this because as you know, Ruve, you know, NFTs have become so popular. Everyone is trying to either create one or partner with people. And we love your platform, Award Pool, because it's really not just about the NFT, it's about building the digital community. And so that's what we needed to do. So our tough task is two things. One is to raise money to bring this theater back to life, to renovate the building. It's about 60,000 square foot. Um, and we, we have a developer in place. We have a matching grant from the state. And we need more help to help to renovate this theater and bring it back online. The next thing is, how do we build up the social media presence, right? Because a lot of the community members there, you know, many of them aren't that um, in, uh, engaged into the digital community space, but they recognize that it should be something they're in. So our task is how do we build this up, build momentum, bring back um, life and influence back to the community related to the theater, and then how do we wrap in, in a unique way, building of an NFT? So we work with your team, right? Um, and and we got it done. And and now we're at this. So what we did was, you know, of course, you know, we built, you know, working with you guys, we built an NFT or uh, three of them, which was wonderful. And they look great. And now we're at the place where, look, we got to build this community. Now, we may have done it a bit backwards, but we actually feel like it was done the right way because we needed to draw out excitement on the internal team and in a community. And I'll tell you what, Reuven, it worked and it's about to work even more. We just did our first show um, since COVID. Um, the show didn't take place in the theater, but at a neighboring theater. And we just did it three days last week with over 500 kids. And one of the shows was called Forgotten Founding Fathers, which you know is, the, is what we built the NFT for working with your team. So Forgotten Founding Fathers is like, if you see, Ruve, have you seen Hamilton? Uh, I saw, I, I did see, I, I think I saw it on, on Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV? Okay. So that's the best way I can describe it. It's basically like Hamilton, but it's with African-American um, actors related to African-American revolutionary war and um, and uh, and abolitionist um, characters, real life characters. So Sojourner Truth, Prince Ripple, um, Crispus Attucks. Like the idea is to bring to life and bring to awareness some of these African-Americans that contributed to the founding of the country. I mean, shoot, Crispus Attucks was the one that started the Revolutionary War. So this theater, this show called Forgotten Founding Fathers is actually about, it's hip, they are hip hop skits and each actor raps and or sings verses that highlight who that person was. And that's what the, and that's what the play uh, is about. And it's performed live. It's also streaming on the New Freedom Theater website. And 
it's also now going to participate in the social media challenges where we're going to have uh, the community engage through social media challenges so they can earn the NFTs. So with 500 kids last week um, across three different shows, it was phenomenal. It was like the best show that we've ever done. And when they realized that we had an NFT, now they're excited. So now we got the kids excited. And now we're about to launch our social media campaign for the Thanksgiving holiday. And we're going to say, look, you just saw the show. We're literally going to send out the email tomorrow to the schools. And we're going to have the kids participate with their parents. And they're going to earn our NFTs. Uh, and that's going to effectively really launch what we're doing. So we're really excited about that, man. That sounds awesome. It sounds like you're doing some really interesting things for, for a great cause. I, I was not familiar with sort of the founding father's story and founding people's story of, of sort of, you know, what, what you've described. And I think part of what, what your, what your project and activities have done is really sort of, you know, opened up, you know, an unknown storyline, right. That, that, you know, what was a little biased, one-sided to say the least in, in terms of how it was described over the years, there was a lot more to the story than I think the world knows. And that that's just really, this is a really unique and innovative way to share that story in a way that I think is both culturally appropriate uh, and, as well as, you know, uh, the right mechanism for this kind of time, right? Why I, I think you've combined a lot of things to really do something really interesting and unique. Yeah, no, we're, we're excited, man. Um, you know, and for those that are, that are interested, you know, just go to our website, freedomtheater.org. Um, and if you click on freedom plus, that's the brand that we developed that relates to our partnership with you guys on, um, to build our NFT. And so more is to come on that. We're, we're just getting started. Um, and we have a task. We have a tough task to build our community. And we can use all the support uh, by simply engaging us, going through our challenges, supporting us. Uh, we take donations. Um, and that's what this is about. The idea is let's leverage you know, like you said, Ruth, look, there's a lot of bad actors uh, out there, but there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of good traders. I mean, shoot, I got involved in this because one of my former students, I was a professor at Georgetown, and one of my former students, uh, he, he listened better than I did. And he went on to contribute, you know, towards the, the launching of, uh, of a coin and also um, building of his own fund. And he's the one that kind of hit me to the point that, look, he said, look, professor, there's a lot of traders out there that actually care about world issues. And there's probably a really good way to partner with some of these traders and or platforms to kind of streamline them to a place where they can, they know they can give their money. And so I've made some unique partnerships already, um, you know, for the imprint. So new, newfreedomtheater.org, uh, that's one of uh, my portfolio organizations, part of the Imprint Fund. And Imprint Fund is now going to be on the giving block. So I'm onboarding on the giving block, and that'll be the next phase of what we do in terms of accessing and reaching out to the crypto community to say, look, we exist as well. And we have wonderful projects that we're going to support. And Freedom Theater is, uh, is certainly one of our leading projects that we're working with, but we have more to come. Well, I, I think that you're doing what you're doing is is really amazing. It's great use of the technology. It has actual impact in in a lot of different ways. And you preempted me in in sharing some of your information. But for those who are new to this podcast, the if you check out fungi, 
fungibility.co website, you'll see that there's a widget on the left-hand side, and you can learn more about some of the things that we've been discussing on this particular episode. You can gain points for visiting some of the websites, signing up for social media, and so on. And you can redeem those points to actually own the episode in minted probably on Polygon. So t take a look there. Um, for, for those that uh, are, you know, aren't going to visit the website, where, where can they learn more about you on social media? Um, look, um, go to, so for me personally, um, I, I would like for everyone to go to the imprint, uh, fund.org. I'm going to open that site over the next week and you'll learn everything about what we're doing with the imprint fund. So that's imprintfund.org. I'm opening it up live, um, in the next week. And it's going to be, um, and you'll see like what I'm doing with the giving block and that sort of thing. But you'll also see some of the other organizations that we're going to be working with, including New Freedom Theater. And that's the first place that you should really go. Um, and then visit us on, uh, on Twitter at New Freedom Theater. Uh, visit us on Instagram, New Freedom Theater. Um, uh, we're going to have a Discord channel that we're building up as well. So more to come on that. But go to Instagram uh, and go to our um, our Twitter uh, channel as well for New Freedom Theater. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. The time went by really quickly. Um, oh. I'm look, looking forward to uh, following you in your various endeavors. Sounds like you've you've got a lot of things on the go, and I'm really, really excited to watch those. That Ruben, man, this is this is a real pleasure to talk to you like this, man. Um, I want to just give just a big thanks to you um, and your whole team and what you guys are doing. Um, it's ingenious and it's making um, people like myself um, is creating a pathway for us to really contribute uh, in the blockchain space. So I appreciate your ingenious, man. Thank you. My, my, my pleasure. And this is Fungibility and I'm your host, Ruve. Until next time. And by the way, for uh, my friends in the, in the United States, happy Thanksgiving.